No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we look at Psalm 79 where Asaph laments the slain in Jerusalem. How long will God be angry with them? We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. It is difficult to maintain hope when everything you see around you seems hopeless. That was the situation Asaph found himself in. God permitted the enemy to break through the walls of Jerusalem. It is likely that one of Asaph's descendants observed the destruction of Jerusalem by King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. Psalm 79, a psalm of Asaph. O God, the nations have come into your inheritance, your holy temple. They have defiled. They have laid Jerusalem in heaps. The dead bodies of your servants they have given as food for the birds of the heavens, the flesh of your saints to the beasts of the earth. Their blood they have shed like water all around Jerusalem, and there was no one to bury them. We have become a reproach to our neighbors, a scorn and derision to those who are around us. The Babylonians broke through the walls of Jerusalem and defiled the holy sanctuary. They took away the holy vessels. They killed the people of the city and piled their bodies in heaps. And there was no one to bury them. So they were food for the birds and for the beasts. We can only imagine the grief this brought to Asaph to see the utter destruction of everything he held so dear. Did this not foreshadow the grief of someone else? For as Jesus drew near to Jerusalem, he wept over it and said in Luke 19.42, If you had known, even you, especially in this your day, the things that make for your peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. For days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment around you, surround you, and close you in on every side, and level you and your children within you to the ground. And they will not leave in you one stone upon another because you did not know the time of your visitation. This destruction of Jerusalem that Jesus prophesied occurred in 70 A.D., and at the time, the Jewish historian Josephus tells us that a million Jews were killed in Jerusalem. Such a great tragedy. It was history repeating itself. But Asaph, speaking of the Babylonian invasion, said that Judah's neighbors looked down on her and Jerusalem became the scorn of everyone. The city of the great king had become the reproach of the earth. God had been so very, very patient with Judah, but they had provoked him with their idols and their unwillingness to repent. How long, Lord, will you be angry forever? Will your jealousy burn like fire? Pour out your wrath on the nations that do not know you and on the kingdoms that do not call on your name, for they have devoured Jacob and laid waste his dwelling place. 
When we're on the receiving end of the Lord's discipline, it can feel like his anger will never end. But the truth is that his anger against his children lasts only for a moment, but his grace endures forever. Asaph knew that the Lord was a jealous God. Now, some people have a problem with that, but the Lord considered Israel to be his bride. And what husband would not be jealous if his wife forsook him and embraced the love of another? Israel had been unfaithful. She had played the harlot. She had committed spiritual adultery, worshiping other gods, which were dead idols that could not save. But Asaph asked the Lord to remove his anger from them and direct it to those who had no regard for him. Does that sound evil? It is true that God will pour out his wrath upon the ungodly and unrighteous, but before then, judgment begins in the house of God. In other words, God doesn't let his own kids get away with sin. As a father, if my children disobeyed and I disciplined them back when they were small children, if they had said, why don't you discipline the kids down the street instead of us? It would not have changed my course. <laughs> Jesus said, those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. So if the Lord is chastening you in some way, just remember it's proof of his love. But Asaph pointed out that the enemy had devoured Jacob. Jacob was God's chosen one. God, would you let your chosen one be devoured? He says, would you let the enemy lay waste your dwelling place? Oh, do not remember former iniquities against us. Let your tender mercies come speedily to meet us. For we have been brought very low. Help us, O God of our salvation for the glory of your name and deliver us and provide atonement for our sins for your name's sake. Surely this is the prayer of everyone who knows he has sinned or else it ought to be. David prayed, remember not the sins of my youth. And in Jeremiah, the Lord said, their sin I will remember no more we would have no absolute assurance of the forgiveness of our sins were it not for the blood of Jesus Christ. For only his blood is sufficient to satisfy the justice of God and put away our sins so that he remembers them no more. Now, who does not want to be met by the tender mercies of the Lord as Asaph prays here? I'll tell you, I would like them to greet and kiss me every morning, wouldn't you? The basis of Asaph's appeal was not their righteousness, but their poverty of spirit. Circumstances had humbled them to the dust of death. And that should be our appeal also. What father will not pity his children when he sees them brought so very, very low by their own choices? Even though the prodigal son had wasted his father's resources and returned home from the pig pen in shame, the father could not shut up his heart toward his son who had been brought so very low. Likewise, God is near to the brokenhearted who call upon him from their brokenness. Asaph says 
Help us, O God of our salvation. God is the God of salvation. In fact, the name Jesus means Yahweh is salvation. It is his very nature to save. Asaph raises the question, how would it look to the world if the Lord destroyed his own people? How would it look if he destroyed his only sanctuary on earth? Would this bring glory to his name? Asaph asked God to deliver them for the glory of his name. And finally, he says, provide atonement for our sins. Only God can do this. Now, Adam and Eve tried to cover their sin with fig leaves when they realized they were naked. God killed an animal to cover them with skins. Man could never atone for his own sins. Not all of his good works stacked up, piled up, up to heaven would not be enough. So God provided himself a lamb to take away our sins. Asaph's cry would be ultimately fulfilled at Calvary, where Christ's blood provides the perfect atonement and reconciles us to God, removing the dividing wall of hostility erected by our sins. Why should the nations say, where is their God? Let there be known among the nations in our sight the avenging of the blood of your servants, which has been shed. Let the groaning of the prisoner come before you according to the greatness of your power. Preserve those who are appointed to die and return to our neighbors sevenfold into their bosom, their reproach with which they have reproached you, O Lord. Asaph didn't want there to be any question in the minds of the nations who the chosen people of God were. Though God disciplined them, he had not rejected them. As Asaph considers all the shed blood in Jerusalem, he cries out to the Lord to avenge their blood. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. This is also the cry of the martyrs in the book of Revelation, that God would avenge their shed blood. Even when there is the sentence of death overhead, Asaph finds reason for hope in the Lord. He prays that God would preserve those who were appointed to die. Can God change his mind in such things? It is true that he relents from bringing disaster when people repent. Jeremiah 18.7 says, The instant I speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to pluck up, to pull down, and to destroy it, if that nation against whom I have spoken turns from its evil, I will relent of the disaster that I thought to bring upon it. God relents because he takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked, let alone in the death of his chosen ones. But if they will repent, he will relent. And this is the hope I have for our nation. It's not too late if we will repent. Asaph prays that the Lord would return sevenfold to their neighbors, the reproach with which they reproached God. Yes, the day will come when God will judge the earth and the people who have spoken wickedly or arrogantly against God will wish they could take back their foolish words. So we, your people, and sheep of your pasture will give you thanks forever. We will show forth your praise to all 
generations. Was there any hope for the hopeless conditions before Asaph's eyes? Yes, the hope existed in God's own immutable character, his mercy, his forgiveness, his compassion. As the Apostle Paul would later say in 2 Timothy 2.13, if we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. They would choose to give God thanks forever, and we can do the same. It is in the giving of thanks that hope is restored and the door opened for God to pour out his blessings upon us. Let's face it. We are a wayward nation today. We have lost our way. We have turned from the commandments of the Lord and everyone is doing what's right in his own eyes. Is God justified in judging our nation? Absolutely. But is there no hope? Our hope lies not in our ingenuity or our hard work or a new president or our scientific skill or a vaccine. Our hope lies not in our military power or in our economy. Our hope lies in humbling ourselves before God, turning from our sins and seeking him with all of our hearts. May God help us to do that. May this begin with me. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Tomorrow, we'll see where Asaph complains that the Lord has fed them with the bread of tears. His prayer, restore us, O God. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible.